This is the Two Marketeers podcast, where hosts and marketing experts Sean Patrick and Lindsay Waugh seek to uncover what makes brands so powerful and how they impact modern society and culture. Hi. Hi. Hello. Lindsay, you look and sound great this morning. It could be my new microphone. Oh. Hello. Hello, just... listeners. Oh, yeah, it does sound good. It's so it funny because you can, it has comes with like an audio board, so you can like apply different voices. Oh, as you <laughs> like, record it? Yeah, it can be like warm and vintage where I'm like, hello, welcome to the two market. Or it's like, whoa, I didn't know that I could be warm and vintage. I look warm and vintage. I'm wearing my new flannel shirt of the season. I noticed you put on a new top today. <laughs> Lindsay basically told me to buy some clothes a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I proudly did do that. I stand by that comment. The one time you were like, I just got here from the gym and I'm sweating and red and I'm wearing my gym shirt. I was like, can you go change? Like, what is happening? I wasn't wearing my gym shirt. You said you were. Oh, anyways, we're off topic already. Shocker. Shocker. Happy Red Cup Day. I, I, I didn't get one. <laughs> I know. Oh, sorry. We were just showing our Starbucks cups. Me who has yeah. one every time, every day. Lindsay who decided to jump on the bandwagon today because they have their red cups. Yeah, it's Starbucks reusable red cup day. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so going there to get one of those cups. <laughs> Interesting. So it doesn't even come in the cup. You get the cup and your separate beverage. So you have to go home, wash it yourself. Interesting. I'll have to look on my app to see it. They must be talking to me. Yes. On that note, as a loyal customer, a hyper loyal customer of my favorite brand, Starbucks, we're going to talk about loyalty. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about customer loyalty. We're going to talk about brand loyalty. We're going to talk about whether we're loyal. Yeah, because I would be like, I'm not. And clearly I am. So, so there's the denial. I think there's the consumer you want to be and the consumer you are. <laughs> I had a moment a couple of weeks ago, and I believe the term Lindsay likes to use and the entire industry likes to use is surprise and delight. Mm. A moment of surprise and delight. That is the key achievement of a branded experience or any human experience is to be remembered, meaning didn't expect that at this time. How perfect is this? Oh my goodness. Thank you, brand. Brand X. And you typically in those moments do recognize the brand if it's done right. So I was at mm -hmm. the, uh, I was at the gas station and gas prices at that time were extremely high. The human experience is not exactly ideal. So I have a PC optimum, which here in Canada, it might just be certain provinces. I don't know. My apologies for any provincial ignorance, but basically it's the uh, PC optimum card, which is PC is a product presence choice associated with Loblaws and all of their grocery stores. 
so that's the PC aspect. Optimum actually carried over, and it was what my wife used a lot, at Shoppers Drug Mart. Whether you know it or not, the two companies came together and they've done a stellar job of turning what was something that was associated to a particular retailer to something that's more associated to lifestyle and multiple brands. So, mm-hmm. for example, if I go get gas at an ESO station, I can use my PC Optimum card. Really? Yes. And so I went and I have a PC MasterCard. Okay. Point is, I'm getting the gas. I'm feeling a little bit, my experience is a little bit dulled or low because of the price of gas. And it had mm-hmm. started saying, would you like to take X amount of cents off per liter? And I would say, well, that's cool. I didn't do it, but I appreciated it. I'm like, that's really cool. But then it gives the option of, or you could get, you could spend 10,000 points, which essentially is about $10 of product for a car wash. And I don't often take my oh. car to the car wash. And I'm like, huh. So I'm essentially feeling like I'm getting a free car wash. I'm going to do it. So I do it. When I do it, I realize that for 10,000 points, I got the top car wash thing. I got a $20 car wash by spending 10,000 points, which to me is already a deal, but it was the equivalent of $10. Okay. Mm-hmm, it just, mm-hmm. if you could see my hands and it just keeps elevating. So that was sort of an experience that went, wow. The other thing is the entire experience and transaction was me on my own in my car at the pump. So it was between pump to card to, you know what I mean? Like it was self-serve. And I was like, this is pretty incredible. I'm having a absolutely elevated brand experience and I'm doing it all myself. Mm -hmm. And it was so convenient that I went home, I shared it. I was like, I just scored. So then I started thinking about it. What I noticed is how much my loyalty behaviors, and when I say loyalty, I mean points programs, have evolved ever since COVID happened. Mm. And I can't deny that. I'm in fewer programs, but much deeper in the relationship. So basically to say, I noticed, wow, I've greatly evolved I've fine-tuned my behavior and I've been very selective, almost discerning about those I've chosen to do that. And they have me until I feel they don't hear me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I right? think the big, the big things, the, the, the big thing that is so important in this conversation and that you mentioned probably 10 times throughout your story is I feel, I feel like I get points quicker. I feel like they appreciate me. I feel like- I feel special. <laughs> I feel recognized. I feel seen. <laughs> like, and so this is not, so points, pro, like points programs are transactional in nature. You spend this, you get this. You spend, spend those points, you get that thing. And the future of them or where they've really gotten people to latch on is the I feel associated with it. Absolutely. 
I feel not bamboozled by programs because they make me feel like I am getting something. They make me feel like I have control of this relationship. Mm -hmm. I have the complete power as a consumer to drop you if I feel I'm not getting what I want in this relationship. Wow! Does that feel good? <laughs> All right, moving on. So let's just talk about the basics in the world of marketing so everyone can understand. There's two ways to build a loyalty-based relationship, okay? One is based on, it's called customer loyalty. I, I, I would call it satisfaction-based, right? It's about getting the customer, it's getting us to come back for more based on our spending behaviors. Something like that is most often automated now because it's all based on quantitative data. He bought this product, da, 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 da. there's algorithms, all that sort of stuff. But that's your basic loyalty program. Yeah. Then there's what I call the love level and that's brand loyalty, mm -hmm. okay? And it's this whole understanding how you retain customers, retention. And it's a, those are two big words in our industry of marketing, acquisition, retention. Acquisition being more about you spend a lot of money to get people to buy something, right? But once mm -hmm. they've done that, you don't acquire them again. So you can understand how, and I, I find acquisition often more tactical versus strategic when there's no understanding of what are you going to do once you sold them something once and you're going to say, I'm going to keep selling to, I'm going to give them bigger discounts. It's often very discount based or promotion. It's very promotion based on the behavior or on the brand loyalty side. It has very little to do with price or money is how it's defined. It has everything to do with how the customer or the consumer perceives your brand. Mm -hmm. I believe that makes it human experience based. Okay. Mm -hmm. Brands have very recently become very focused on the emotion aspect, the importance of making me feel something, how I feel about it, and to continue to create these experiences that based on what the brand is and what it stands for, I feel that in, in every way that I interact, mm -hmm. especially with loyalty. And the reason for that is because loyalty requires work from me. You're asking me for information. You're gathering information. What it, what's in it for me? And I think that question hadn't been answered for a long time, but now based on the last few years, brand loyalty has bub bubbled to the top. Consumers are looking to brands in absence of anything else. Uh, they're looking for brands to trust. They're looking for companies to trust. Companies have the money. What are you doing with your money? How does that relate to the, what's valuable to me, my values? So basically, they're both the same in that they are, uh, the, this loyalty is a byproduct of a, per, a positive experience that a person has. Okay. Mm -hmm. The difference is what are the different kinds of feels that all come together to make me feel something for the brand versus just because a lot of times discount based and what a lot of the loyalty programs are we all love our cash back i mean it's the most popular thing but they're based on okay but then what 
And once you give me discounts, I just want more discounts. And what a lot of the industry will call the race to the bottom. Because if you're a company who keeps discounting, you're actually discounting the value of your brand. Mm -hmm. So we've watched a lot of companies and a lot of loyalty programs just be cut because it was too expensive to run. And they mm -hmm. saw a little return on it because the return, I'm doing my Joey, Joey friends air, air quotes, was based on sales. Yeah. And I think in a, in a world, not even an industry or category, in a world where things can be done cheaper, always, in highly competitive landscapes, um, depending on where products are being made or where they're being developed, and especially outside of home countries and things like that, it's like, there's always going to be something cheaper. So no matter what, you can't compete on price. And if you want to compete on price, like you said, you're going to continue to kind of degrade your brand, but it's got to be about more than just providing the next discount because there's always going to be someone nipping at your heels right. to be the next cheapest product available. When you make price the definer, solely price, uh, you're making a big mistake. Mm-hmm because it won't sustain. You can't keep making your product cheaper and make money Yeah. as an organization. Yeah, because I think it's not like, even when you're talking about acquisition versus loyalty, it's not even about loyalty programs. Loyalty programs are often not the reason why someone chooses to interact with a brand in the first place. Like you're not gonna walk into a Loblaws because you know they have PC Optimum and it's the first time you're going grocery shopping or the first time you're signing up for a loyalty program and you're like, I'm going to go to Loblaws for PC Optimum. Like typically you're in an experience where you're like, I enjoy this brand. Oh, and they have this thing. They have PC Optimum points that now I can participate with. So it's not typically about getting someone to come in for the first time. But a couple of the interesting things that I saw were 82% of people who participate in points-based programs are likely to purchase more often. So it's not about the first time you go in, but it's about purchasing more often from brands that you participate with loyalty programs. And the other more interesting one was over half say they have the chance to earn points influences them to ignore offers from competitive brands. <laughs> you are breaking through the noise. Yeah, it's not about initial acquisition. It's about now I will go there more often because I know I get the points and I've bought into that. Or now I'm going to ignore offers from competitive brands because I know that I have this good relationship going on here with my current loyalty program provider. So I think those are two really interesting things that brands and people can think about that it may not be about how you win them the first time. It's about how you get them to continue to look at you and purchase from you more often in the long term. Exactly. And that fundamentally is the difference between acquisition and retention is you spend money to get them stop trying to and then you don't spend any money to keep them yeah it's right? more expensive to get them is it not yeah and i i believe that that's one of the key things that's not working for advertising anymore mm -hmm. it's like Lindsay. i quoted i i quoted you on uh, linkedin last week Ugh. it's not about come on it's not about making an impression. It's about making a favorable impression that makes them want to buy you. Yes. And the other thing about impression that's super interesting, I saw that um, three elements that help make your loyalty program more emotional and less transactional was actually creating a lasting impression. So it's like loyalty programs have the ability to create a lasting impression that continues over time. So you continue that relationship, continue them engaging with the brand 
increased trust, increased recognition, and the lasting impression is more the key to loyalty. A favorable lasting impression mm-hmm. with a U. Favorable, because we're from Canada. Favorable. Yeah, I think in a world where you feel like a number and like no one, you know, really sees you when you're having these. You see me, yeah. This plethora of digital experiences, that recognition every now and then to say like, we see you, we recognize your relationship with us, we value you. That goes a long way. When it's done well, I think so. I think a lot Mm. of people have developed loyalty programs. And yes, it's easy to develop a loyalty program. There's tons of white label things you can do now that aren't even very expensive. But I think what is the difficult part is the connected experience. So when you go back to the story that you told at the very beginning of being at the gas and having your PC credit card and being able to get a car wash and pay for it with points and all of those touch points around your fueling your car experience are now seamlessly connected. That is what is super hard to do. Yeah, seamlessly and frictionlessly. I just did it. And the future of those programs is those partnerships. Having your grocery store loyalty program connected to a gas station and a car wash and a pharmacy and all of those different touch points coming together are key. And then having that seamless, like you said, connected experience is the holy grail of loyalty programs that brands are trying to get towards. Yeah, and I think this is the greatest value of marketing, especially with marketing a brand, is not in the campaign or what you execute. It's about what you listen to. Like, it's about having the data. It's about looking at that data, distilling it, understanding them as human beings, because it's kind of what we are, not numbers, not data. And to take the time in investing in understanding, you know, how does that work into their experience in a seamless way? And it was unconscious for me. It just happens. Oh, isn't this nice? So it, it is, you know, we like to use the word serendipitous, but when a brand does it well, when a brand invests the time in understanding the value of their brand is in valuing their customers, that that's the whole idea of what I'll say the difference between acquisition and retention in the fight there is retention uh, acquisition drives sales and the majority of companies especially in retail make measure their success based on sales short term short sorry short term sales I always think of sales short term uh, but you're right <laughs> brands and why you would have a brand would be to say that's another way to grow and deepen a relationship and it's more related to like Lindsay said the feels the emotion that costs more up front it absolutely requires an investment and guess what it's all good the good news is it's all good for us because how brands do business has and will continue to change and evolve drastically because what we want isn't what our parents wanted in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. I think that evolution is, you know, so critical that brands continue to invest in that and continue to do that because also just as a brand marketer, I mean, you may think as a regular consumer that it's quite easy to, to make those change and sh- changes and shifts, but it's not like loyalty programs and those partnerships are grandfathered in over decades and they run deep. And there's, I don't know if you saw- And they're the, flawed. Uh, and they cost a lot of money to maintain. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the shift that Sobeys just made from air miles to scene points. I think it's called scene plus points. Yeah. 
And when I was reading about uh, why they were doing that, they said, we're always looking for innovative new ways to reward our customers when, how, and where they want, which is like such a key thing. Yes. Yeah, and I think another thing too, that's really what they're saying is about the future is, we now want to not only and sometimes not have a relationship with the brands we buy, but have a relationship with the company who understands us, who we give our data to, who we allow to track, um, because that's where the trust lies. And if that's where the trust lies, then that brand has done what it's done well. So to Lindsay's point, when I go to a Loblaws store, I'm not going there because I know they have a points program. I'm going there, but I'm seeing as I stand in line and I'm seeing certain promotions as a have not to say, oh, why did you scan their card? Why did you ask them if they wanted to use their points? So it's so integrated in the experience. You're not pushing at me. You're not pushing it at me. You just understand where in my experience will I become aware that there's a way to deepen the relationship with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's that why it's done over time. This morning with Starbucks, which I like, I like Starbucks. I don't love it as much as you. I like Starbucks and it's definitely like a little treat, but I also like my little local coffee shop that I like to support. But um, when I was in, cause I saw the red cup thing, they sent me an email last night. I, somehow I still let Starbucks send me emails. I don't know why. And then they're like red cup day. And I was like, I have to get a red cup. Like I was, I don't know why. I was just like, I have to go get one of these. So I'm ordering my Starbucks and I'm going to get the red cup. And I see in the app, it actually tells me if I connect my Starbucks account to my TD account or like cards that you're allowed to link, they said, um, you can get double the points and double the rewards. And I already use that card because it's what I travel with. So I'm like, of course I'm going to do that. So that was one of those connected experiences where Starbucks is trying to take it to the next level and connecting it to travel and Expedia and a bunch of different things where now they're going to even start to deepen their relationship with me because of that. Surprise and delight. Um, so a couple things to kind of summarize is, you know, why, why are we talking about because it's popular and I think we're starting to see, I'm seeing at street level when it works and I can really say, wow, where's this going? Because I feel like it has such an impact on where and how I spend. And every time I use points or collect them, I feel value because those points happen quickly. So the other thing that, you know, people want, they, the number one reason we get loyalty is for cash back. The question is, and I don't think Air Miles did a great job of this. It took you five years and you go, where can I spend them? So they've just gotten really good at you saying- You get a Hamilton Beach air fryer. <laughs> that's the 2014 model in 2020, delivered to your house in 17 okay. weeks. <laughs> okay, exactly. So in the economy, in our world, in our lives, why is it popular? Because trust is at a premium. And guess what? Consumers are looking for brands to trust. So it's like the pickings are ripe, right? Um, and we're actively seeking where we can trust a brand, the brands we can trust, because we're tired of being disappointed. Um, like Lindsay said earlier, accelerated behaviors, mobile specifically, but digital behaviors accelerated very quickly on a global level 
all age groups and all demographics and mostly all cultures. There are so many brands competing right now. Mm-hmm. Like quick serve restaurants, travel uh, from stores, retailers versus products versus what I call consumer brands, like lifestyle brands. It's everywhere and it's gotten too much. So this is why it's a perfect time because the competition is so fierce. We need to be, we're being more selective as consumers and we should be. And we are looking for, I've given my trust don't screw it up. And those who deliver that surprise and delight and end up with me saying, I love you brand, because I, I feel love when, when your brand does what I want it to do for me. This is why companies and where the future is going, a lot of it will be about the brands like the scene or even PC Optimum as they grow, you create loyalty from a loyalty company then reap the benefits based on your lifestyle. That's where we're going to go. We don't want to give our data away to everyone and then find out that, oh, crap, all I got out of that was another spam. So it's it, the, the thing I'll say is from a brand perspective, there's huge spending that's going to happen. I like to think of it as investing where brands are understanding that they need to invest in or companies are understand they need to invest with their brands and become very clear on what value they bring to what people with what values. And then they're going to, if they're smart, they're going to stop worrying so much about spending short term and investing long term. Because the thing about a program like this is, yes, it's hard to get up and running. You have to do a lot of homework. You have to change the way you operate. But the benefits are that that trust that you constantly build over time is I'd almost say invaluable. They're trying to value it, but it reduces your costs. It deepens the relationship. They want your data, but they need to earn it, right? And they have to show you the value of sharing that data. When I love something, I tell my other people, right? I tell my tribe, oh my gosh, you have to do this. Referrals is a huge aspect. And I would say before you look as a brand to just launch your own unique, expensive, loyalty program to get off the ground, like first think about strategic partnerships and where you can make some of those connections so that you can help other brands and your brand facilitate that seamless experience um, across multiple touch points with your customers. What's your purpose? Who's your audience? Why do they care? Mm -hmm. Because that's the foundation. And once your brand is clear on that, you have something to build. You have value to build once you have their, once you've gained their loyalty. So over time, the perceived value of your brand just continues to rise and extend across multiple parts of our human experience. Yes. Especially the gas station. Yeah. If you're one of those brands and that are looking to create things like trust, like brand recognition, like lasting impression, think about loyalty, what you can do. And if you're one of those consumers who just feels a little bit overwhelmed and frustrated and you've almost tuned it out is, are you frustrated? Are you getting way too much stuff? It's a FOMO thing, right? It typically operates on FOMO, but you have the power to really start focusing on the brands you that have earned your trust and really starting to consolidate where you give that information and quickly checking to see if it's, it's hitting on all your value points. And start experiencing JOMO. The joy of missing out. Oh, (laughs) Jomo. If there's anything you take away from this episode, it's Jomo.
So Lindsay, my loyal partner and friend in all things marketeering, thanks for being such a loyal I see friend. You. <laughs> I recognize you and I appreciate you. <laughs> Have a great week. All right. Have a great week. Have a great day. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, marketeers. Bye, marketeers. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Two Marketeers podcast. New episodes launch every two weeks. Find the Two Marketeers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you like to listen. And be sure to rate and subscribe. Listen on our website, thetwomarketeers.ca, or you can ask Alexa to play the Two Marketeers podcast. Want to keep in touch? Follow the Two Marketeers on LinkedIn or at Two Marketeers on TikTok. We've always got something to share. This podcast is over.